I have stuck my fingers <laughs> in Doug's ass. Okay. And my tongue has also been there, and he seems to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, I enjoy it. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, you may want to use that safe word. So dirty talk, so yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually like very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and you find it a turn on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. My guests today are Doug and Patty. Doug is 44. He's a firefighter. Patty is 40. She's a business process analyst. Together, they have a blended family of three children, and they are a BDSM couple. And we're not talking like, you know, a little spanking in the bedroom. We're talking a 24-7 dominant submissive dynamic where Patty does not make decisions. Let's try to dig in and see like how this came about. So they met on Tumblr. Both were interested in BDSM. He had some experience. She had none. So Doug, what kind of experience did you have when, when you guys first met? I had a little bit, just barely brushed the surface of it. You know, read the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy, see how you can interact with the, the girl at the time. And then uh, it quickly escalated, was very good. And then it kind of waned off. And uh, I found out that that really was like my my true identity was like a, I found out that I was a dom. Uh-huh. Like in the beginning, was it the spanking in bed? What what most people would think of? Yeah, spanking, flogging, um, you know, things like that. And then uh, it would just ramp up as a kind of a experimental type thing with uh, my previous relationship. But then it just uh, she basically shut it down, and I was like, uh, this is like me now. Ah, interesting. So you get on Tumblr, you see Patty. No, Patty saw me. <laughs> Oh, Patty saw you even better. <laughs> if he tells the story, he says I stalked him, and I guess I kind of did. <laughs> okay, so Patty, you had no experience. Now, did you also, like a bunch of other people, do the Fifty Shades of Grey thing and, and it piqued your interest? You know, honestly, it did not. I grew up in a home that was very religious. Sexuality was not something to be explored. It was something to be ashamed of. And so... I spent a lot of years not knowing who I was sexually. I was very vanilla and I was in a relationship prior. And when that started to kind of fall apart and I was looking for who I was as a person, as you do after a breakup or after a relationship dissolves, I discovered Tumblr and was kind of just trying to figure out who I was um, sexually in the bedroom. And I'm naturally a very submissive person. I'm a a bit of a people pleaser. And um, I started delving into the submissive lifestyle. And the more I read, the more I thought that, you know, I really resonate with this. So I started looking for dominance on Tumblr of all places, because it's super safe to find people online, clearly. (laughs) And (laughs) I messaged a couple of them just wanting to gather information because I was really curious. And I had a couple of them message back. One of them just seemed very unsafe, but Doug and I really hit it off just talking, getting to know each other and talking about the lifestyle. You got to tell her what what uh, what attracted you. What, what, <laughs> give her the arm porn. Give her the arm porn. Uh. I'm an arm person and oh, his me profile too. picture was literally <gasps> his arm. And that is how I chose to message him. <laughs> I, oh my God, I love it. I'm one of those people. Like I love 
arms. Yeah, he has really sexy arms. Nice. Doug with the arms. Hello, firefighter. Uh, <laughs> so you you kind of got to know each other. And then uh, tell me about your first meeting. I mean, is it like any other awkward first date? Um, we were online back and forth for quite a while. I gave her a lot of uh, information to do some background digging so she felt comfortable with me and who I was just so she could do some research so she wasn't meeting up with a, a guy that uh, has nice arms that uh, is actually a serial killer, um, So, which I'm sure they're out there as well. But uh, I wanted her to feel safe. Six months uh, that we yeah. just did, that we went online back and forth and got, got to know each other and learned a lot about each other and what we liked and what we didn't like. Wait a which second. Is, yes. Was there like webcam stuff going on? I wanted to keep it online only because it seemed very safe. And so there was... In the beginning, it was just talking, and then it kind of naturally progressed to, okay, well, let's talk on the phone. And then as we started to get a little more hot and heavy in our conversations phone-wise, then we would do some video sessions on Skype, I think is what we yeah, used Skype to begin Yeah, Skype is what we started with. on. Old um, school. Yeah. <laughs> and then- Was there BDSM stuff then, though? Yeah, we, we quickly had a, uh, a BDSM type of uh, long distance relationship where we, one of our rules that we, you know, when we went through our, you know, our different rules and uh, what else did we have? The photo sessions that were the, the day picture and the night pictures, uh, which still holds today. If, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like oh. we mentioned, we were, uh, we're a long distance. If I'm at work and I'm, uh, or I'm away, she sends me a morning picture and a night picture. And that's just been part of our dynamic really since day one, from what mm-hmm. I remember. You guys are long distance now. Where are you guys? Uh, I'm in New York, uh, bound by a job for the next few years and, or next couple of years, and she is in Tennessee. That is long distance. No, well, not as long as it was before. Before was what? West Coast and East Coast. Okay, that's longer distance. <laughs> um, so, you know, people send pictures all the time, right? Yeah. So what was it that made it more of a DS relationship? Well- if I don't send my pictures, then I receive punishment. Um, or if we have agreed upon a rule ahead of time, then um, if I don't follow through with my end of the bargain, then there will be punishment on the back end of that, which we have agreed upon beforehand and I am okay with. There's a difference between, I think a lot of people think, oh, well, she's abused. And there's a huge difference in the DS lifestyle between what we do and what abuse is. Right. Uh, but It's what, interesting what- that she gave... Uh- Punishment on the back end, Lena. I'll just say that. <laughs> what, what, what was the punishment? Um, often it is spankings, but we have to be very careful because I really enjoy being spanked. And so um, for a while, we found that I would actually um, act out to receive punishment. Oh, you naughty girl. Yeah, we tried several different things, but what has worked is that I get punishment spankings, which are much, much, much different than a pleasure spanking. But how do you do that online? Well, that's when uh, I had to get a little bit more creative with uh, the punishments. So what I started to do, I would withhold orgasms. I wouldn't allow her to, uh, she, she couldn't bring herself to come. There were also several times where I would have to stand in the corner on my toes for five minutes just enough to be very uncomfortable and remind me that that's probably not a choice I would like to make again. Oh, okay. She resonates with pain pretty mm-hmm. pretty quickly, and uh-huh. uh, and she enjoys some pain, but there's definitely a distinct difference between punishment pain and pleasure pain. I know that line for her, and that line for her is different than it would maybe for somebody else, but the conclusion can easily be, oh, she's just abused and she likes pain, and that's what happened, and that's really not, not what it, mm-hmm. the whole lifestyle is about. Well, someone told me, 
like I believe it was uh, episode three, the submissive is actually the person in control. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And most people don't get that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I would say most people don't get that at all. And the people who think otherwise aren't doing it right. Mm-hmm. They're not doing it right. Uh, but she is absolutely in control. She can shut down anything she wants. She can shut down the whole dynamic anytime she wants. Right. Uh, Patty, do you get some sort of sexual gratification out of being punished, whether it's the painful versus the pleasurable pain? I, like Doug said, I am very much a masochist. So I do receive a lot of sexual gratification from pain, but it has to be the right kind of pain. He's diligently spent about six months really delving into the ins and outs of who I was as a person and doing a lot of research. And um, we're very careful about our dynamics. So anything that we want to explore, we bring to each other and nothing is ever done in an unsafe way. And so there are times where it's very much a sexual gratification, but I can tell you that if I have missed a mark and um, failed, I don't know that failed is the right word, but if I've failed something towards my dominant as a submissive, that pain that is inflicted is almost a release of, gosh, what am I trying to say? If you let someone down, you can carry that guilt forever. And the great thing about BDSM is I receive a punishment for a transgression, and then it's done, and we never speak of it again. And that, I think, is not necessarily sexually gratifying, but it's definitely a relief to me. Kind of like, for instance, in like the regular vanilla world, when you feel bad about something and then someone forgives you, it's this, like something is lifted off your shoulders. Yes. Like that kind of a release, like a lightning, like you feel lighter, like, oh, Relief. Yes, it's like that, but tenfold because I have a physical manifestation of my apology. And so it's not just that someone has said that they forgive me. I know that he has forgiven me because I have basically paid my penance and that situation is completely finished and we will never speak of it again. He will never hold a grudge. He will never bring it back up. Um, It's just finished. Doug. Yes. Do you get something out of it? Um, I get something. I mean, obviously I get, because she's completely submissive and she enjoys pleasuring me. That's what I get out of the whole thing. I mean, I, to inflict pain on her. No, honestly, I don't like it at all. Uh, especially when it's punishment pain. I mean, if we're, you know, doing pleasure spankings or floggings or things like that, yes, I get a lot out of that. But the, that's the other thing too, about a real dominant and the fake doms out there is any dominant that says they enjoy punishing their submissive is a player. It's, it, you know, they're, they're, they're fake. And uh, you got to really, really watch out for that in the lifestyle. So you guys have a loving DS relationship. Yes, very, very much so. Okay. Can we move it into the bedroom now? Can we? Let's <laughs> she likes that. to. Yeah. She's- All right. <laughs> Um, so tell me about like your first physical meeting. Oh, wow. Um, so we met after about six months, which I think speaks a lot to his patience and diligence. I mean, he really spent six months getting to know who I was and what I wanted and what we were both into. We went line by line of anything that could come up in the bedroom. And I really, um, the DS relationship is very much like you said, that the sub is in control. And so basically what happens is I paint the lines on the coloring sheet and he gets to color however he wants within those lines. And so he had spent a lot of time doing that. So there was a lot of buildup to that first initial physical meeting. 
Um, we ended up meeting in a neutral city. I can't remember exactly which city. Uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah. So we oh. met kind of in the middle ground. Oh, that's right. She's from Minnesota. And, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good people come from Minnesota. Yeah, but who who knew the freaks come to meet there? (laughs) Surprise! Uh, uh, Just to give you an idea of like how much she's in control of this, you know, the dynamic, even so much so is down to our first meeting is we got two separate hotel rooms side by side with the lock off room. That way, if she decided that, hey, this isn't for me, she could close the door and never see me again. Wow. And that was completely on Doug, actually. He took the initiative on that and that really um, was very comforting. Mm Mm-hmm. So you saw him. Were his arms as nice in person? They were as nice in person. So was the rest of him. (laughs) It didn't take long. So you meet in person. And I mean, can you kind of tell me what that was like? Was it like fireworks? Did you? Absolutely. You know, did you pull her hair right away? What happened? (laughs) It moved very quickly. Um, We were on opposite sides of that locked hotel door. And we'd been texting back and forth because his plane got in late and he was about three or four hours later than he was supposed to be. So my anticipation level was through the roof. You actually thought I wasn't coming. Yeah. I thought he had stood me up actually. Wow. And uh, we opened that door and it was like we had always known each other and it was so natural. And um, I think he took me on the bed. There was some spanking. Yeah, there um, was. There was some squirting. <laughs> Blowjob squirting. It was, oh. it was just kind of like an two-person orgy at that point. There yeah. were limbs and hair and yeah. <laughs> everything everywhere. <laughs> and then we went on our first date. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then he took me to dinner. <laughs> maybe there was some spanking and, you know, the sex might have been maybe rough. I don't know. But how fast did it advance into something that was more what people think of when they think BDSM? Once we got the initial meeting out of the way and we knew everybody was, you know, good to go, we, we you know, everybody, her and I are were good <laughs> to go. Um, you know, we we started meeting at each other's houses and things like that, and that's when we got our our uh, toys. Uh, you know, the toys we have a we have a uh, two sets of toys in each location, or well, one set in each location, couple sets, and uh, you oh, know, good. You're, so, you're so you don't have to, to travel with it, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> well, that's that's well, been actually, awkward here and there, but I've uh, put a dildo in a suitcase more than I care to admit, but. <laughs> TSA loves her. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. So can you tell me about some of these toys? What are we talking about? I mean, dildos are, yeah, that's Tuesday night. Yeah. Um, it's very often that we'll go to dinner and he'll order me to wear no panties and a butt plug. So I'll be out in public with a plug. Um, We've recently got one of these Wee Vibe things that I can control with a remote control. Right. Um, you know, in addition to the, those two things, it puts uh, makes her a puddle uh, rather rather easily. <laughs> Um, we have uh, floggers. We have we have a swing a that swing. he can tie me up in and force orgasms using um, the Hitachi. That's one of my big things. I, uh, I I enjoy forcing orgasms. Like it's like uh, tied up. She can't go anywhere. Whether she's tied on the bed or where she's whether she's tied in the str- uh, swing, and then uh, Hitachi on it, or whether it's just me. Oh, you poor girl, Patty. You poor girl. Yeah. I enjoy it. You're going to have one? You're going to like it, damn it. Yeah. 15. Whoa. (laughs) I hope that thing is waterproof. (laughs) Well, we have towels. Towels and a machine and a washing machine. Is that painful at all? It can be. Forced orgasms. I've never talked to anyone else about a forced orgasm. There's a very fine line in our bodies between pleasure and pain. And when you have met that, it's almost like excruciating pleasure is the only way I can use to describe it. It's still pleasurable 
but you want to cry. That you want to be done. No, she and you does wanna, cry. I, I yeah, do yeah, cry yeah, often. Cry. <laughs> In fact, sometimes yeah. he'll use that if he knows I need an emotional release. If I've had a bad week and I'm holding it in, that'll be one of his go-tos. But Interesting. Do you guys do the, you know, what like you normally see in movies and, and stuff like that with the ball gags and the... Oh, yeah. Ball gags are... Uh, I love seeing her in a ball gag without question. That is uh, that is one of our, our uh, yeah. primary go-tos as well. That's uh, the ball gags, the plugs, um, nipple clamps. Ooh. Um, yeah. Like the harness-like uh, lingerie and things like that. She looks very, very good in. Yeah. The clamps and uh, ball gag, I would say, are probably one of the, t- uh, one of the go-tos, I would say. I'm trying to understand... Like how different your relationship is compared to other couples who, you know, in the bedroom like the flogging and, and the other stuff, but that but don't have that DS relationship. So is it the everyday stuff? I, I think it's a, a big combination of, of a lot of things. I mean, yeah, sure, a lot of people like to be choked, but like, you know, there's there's ways to do that safely. Uh, and then when you combine that with the outside of the bedroom stuff. There's a lot of that where I, I really, I mean, she runs the financial aspects of our lives, but I run pretty much everything else. She's, you know, if she has to buy something, it usually has to, you know, be asked through me. She makes sure that uh, all the bills are paid and all that. And that's, you know, again, as a, as a service to me, but, you know, all of the life's decisions, like where we're going, what we're doing next time we meet, all that, all those things come, uh, they, they basically come through me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people are more kinkier than they absolutely want to believe uh, or tell anybody. I think a lot of people would be into this lifestyle more openly for sure. They'll let her uh, throw something out there. I really think that people kind of have it twisted too, that BDSM, they think of it and it's um, kinky sex. So they think, okay, well, BDSM is floggings and spankings and choking, and it absolutely can be those things. We absolutely do those things, and we probably are a little more kinky than some in the bedroom. But what really sets us apart is the way that we run our relationship. There's a trust at our core, and there's a set of rules that we follow where my needs come before his needs his desires come before my desires and it's really how we run our relationship. You know, I don't make decisions by myself. Everything goes through him. Um, you said that you're, you know, probably kinkier than most in the bedroom. What are you talking about? <laughs> Have you heard the show before? Yeah, well, we've heard the show. I mean, <laughs> we say kinkier than most. We don't know about most in the show, but, uh, you know, <laughs> we're talking about normal, uh, normal, you know, the vanilla, vanilla people, people out there. No, vanilla people would probably cringe at most of the stuff on the show, but, we're, you know, we love it. I've learned that there's a lot more kinky people out there than what we realized and that maybe our natural lifestyle where I cook and clean and um, 1950s household. Yeah, you know, that's life. a little more different than anything else we do. But um, we're pretty open to most things and we just keep moving that bar. But for the most part, urine play is out for me. Fecal play is out for me. And that was really Thank the you. broad guideline. Yeah, now we have no. Good, because I was really liking you guys and had yeah. you... <laughs> Had you said anything different? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's no judgment for those that are yep. into that. It's just not our bag. I'm yeah. sorry. I judge. I yeah. judge. <laughs> that to me is just something I cannot get past. No, no like, there's no way we could get yeah, past that. Yeah, you know, either. like even like even the pain, the choking stuff doesn't make sense to me, but I can see where it might be a turn on for someone. 
the choking stuff has to be done carefully. Like, yes. you, the, you know, just to, just to branch off that. A lot of people, a lot of men just think it's wrapping your girl's, you know, wrapping your hands around a girl's throat or, you know, putting her in a chokehold. And you have to, it's not choking the airway. It's, it's what you're doing is restricting blood flow on the sides of the, of the uh, arteries and veins. Mm -hmm. And that's, what's giving her the sense that she's choking. Mm -hmm. You're not restricting an airway. That is dangerous. You're going to hurt her. As far as sexual activities go, do you do anything that's kind of, you know, different, weird, whatever? I'm, we're just looking at each other, uh, wondering who's going to answer first. That's all. Go, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You're, you're <laughs> I, the submissive. He <laughs> told yes, you to go ahead, Patty. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, I'm a little bi-curious, so it's always a bit of a fantasy. We have yet to find a playmate that is a girl that I can play with, but that's always an exploration that we're looking into. We've recently started looking into a little bit of the swinging lifestyle Actually, that's what brought us to your uh, your shows, your series. Yeah. Oh. So we were, you know, like we listen, we're listening to the swingers, and we're both under the the understanding that we will likely not be, she will not be anyone else's submissive, and I will not be anybody else's dom. So we're not like, uh, you know, swingers like that, um, and we're not swingers at all right now. So you're not like BDSM swingers. You would just be like swingers, like yeah, right, kind of regular yeah, just swingers. Like, Yep. Yep. And, Our uh, DS relationship is very sacred to us and nothing gets past that line of connection. Anything outside of that is just kind of a different dynamic altogether to us in, in the way that we think. The kink bar gets moved now, like you well, said before. Right. I mean, you said you grew up in a religious family, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So really anything other than missionary sex for a lot of religious people is yeah. kinky. And I thought for a really long time that I was this extremely kinky person when I moved into the lifestyle because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, like- Why? What did you anal, like? We were doing anal. We were doing like, I was allowed to explore his body in any way I wanted to. So, you know, like just- No, no, nice no, 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 no. <laughs> she pulled that on you. Oh God. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, Doug, please smack her ass for me because that is not allowed. Ooh. <laughs> there you have it. Even I felt that. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> okay. So you were allowed to explore Doug's body any way you wanted to. Mm -hmm. And what did you do? Well, you know, most men are not very comfortable with who they are in their bodies. And so if you try and move south of the border at all, there's um, some resistance there or... I've had my tongue in places that I'd never had my tongue before. I've had my fingers in places. I've sucked on things. <laughs> in the past, I've I've been with men who are not comfortable with their bodies. And so, Doug Okay, is oh, hold on a second. <laughs> Patty? Yes? Are you trying to say... <laughs> I have... Stuck my fingers <laughs> in Doug's ass. Okay. And my tongue has also been there, and he seems to enjoy it. <laughs> no, I enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoy it. Okay. See, that felt good to get that out there, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. As you can tell, I have a hard time. Uh, we should have had a couple a little of drinks. Shy. <laughs> yeah, I needed alcohol before this. I was unprepared. I apologize. I need to put that in the directions before the interview. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Two drink minimum. <laughs> yes. Um, so you enjoy anal. There's anal play with Doug. So you're very comfortable that way. Before you got with Patty, were you already experienced there? Did you already know you liked that? 
No, I, I didn't. Uh, she kind of opened me up to that. I, I, uh, I, I was never comfortable like asking for that or had an open enough relationship to ask for that or, or to, that I could actually talk to somebody and say, no, nah, I think I would like that. Mm-hmm. That never, uh, never really came up. Like, like I said, I think with this, the, with the DS aspects, I, the communication aspect of mm-hmm. the entire relationship is like next level stuff. Like there's no, there's nothing between her and I that we can't discuss or do and then say, nah, you know, we like that or we didn't like that. And that's where, you know, like I said, the bar keeps getting pushed a little bit further and further and further. Right. Well, that is the number one thing that all of the guests on the show have talked about. And that is that trust that you have with each other. I'm kind of thinking that in a relationship like yours, that that's even more so because it could get dangerous, right? Absolutely. So now you guys are starting to do your homework and learn more about swinging. Yeah. We're just kind of poking around on different sites and things like that and and on Twitter and just kind of, yeah, like you said, doing homework and uh, seeing what happens. Well, I am just thrilled that their research into the swinging lifestyle led them to consenting adults. So I sure hope they find uh, as much fun and enjoyment as so many of my guests have. In fact, if you're listening to this and you think you want to show them the ropes, and when I say ropes, I I don't mean actual ropes, but they'd like that. Just look for them on our social media. Find us on Twitter at Consent Adults. Doug and Patty go by Lifestyle Curious 40s Couple. Their profile picture says, real BDSM couple. Their handle is at Daddy BDSM, P-R-I-N-C, and the number one. All right, next time on Consenting Adults. A woman and her boyfriend in the lifestyle end up breaking up, but she stays in. I became a girlfriend to a few couples, and that is when it also got very, very interesting, and it was very different for me. I wanted to venture into it as the quote-unquote, you know, unicorn, as they say, and I traveled Lena to some really beautiful places, lifestyle places, and had some of the most extraordinary connections. And this unicorn has some tips on what couples should do to find one. That's next time on Consenting Adults.